Welcome everybody to a new episode of the Advanced Real Estate Talk. I'm here, Aurelien, I'm here with Tarsi and Glenn, and today we're going to talk about actually talking to investors, and um, that's an important relationship when you're an investor and uh, you exhaust your own resources, you want to reach or land bigger deals, then you need you need investors to work with. And how do you talk to them? So that's that's a topic for today. And I thought that uh, Darcy could get us going today. Sure, I'd love to. This is uh, I wrote down in my notes on this. Um, this is an essential relationship. Uh, are your investors? Money is the lifeblood uh, of your organization. Uh, without it, you can't do any good. You cannot either help your tenants. You can improve neighborhoods, but you also can't uh, give returns. Um, and unless you start that money cycle by getting investment capital, either through savings or engaging investors, partners, you got nothing. You don't, you don't start the cycle at all. It's an essential relationship for this business. Um, and it's one that, you know, I'm, it's still a work in progress for me. We have uh, in our projects, I think we're up to around 72 people engaged uh, or Entities that could include uh, limited family trusts and hold co's, private individuals, spousal couples, um, a limited partnerships, uh, ULCs. So the different entities involved investing. Um, but so they come from different places, but they're all somewhat part of my own personal network. I have not solicited funds online through conferences or direct mailings or indirect mailings and that kind of stuff. These are people I know. And that's an essential part of this. Um, my initial investors were my wife and then my brother and his wife, and then my sister and her husband and my closest friends. Um, and that's an important thing for me. These are people I know and I'm performing for people that I care for deeply. Um, so it, uh, it puts a point on my performance. Um, it makes uh, me uh, really aware, although I don't think I would treat strangers differently. I am very aware. I have a clear, vivid picture of who I'm working for and it's those investors. Um, yeah. So that's, it's one of my uh, most important relationships. Um, I'll leave it to there. You guys can add into that. I'll come back with a couple of thoughts in a minute. Sure. Go ahead, Ari. Go for it. Yeah. It, a quote comes to mind. Um, a confused mind says no. And um, so I think, and I was listening to Sam Zell recently, and he he has a read in the US. He has several reads, um, but actually 50% of his investings are in real estate and the rest is in um, energy and uh, stuff like that. But he he always keeps it extremely simple. And um, and I think it's a, it's, a, it's a principle that's key when dealing with investors. Um, you want to keep it simple. And, and for example, Sam Zell summarizes real estate and boils it down to uh, supply and demand. And, um, and he applies it to mobile home parks in the US and he says, you know, there is limited supply and there is demand. So that's why his um, mobile home park is performing so well. And I'm reading the annual report because um, I'm very interested in what he does. And I'm reading the annual report for that read and, and the inf information in there is, is crystal clear. It's very simple, you know, the business model, everything is super simple. Mm -hmm. So he talks to his investors in a very, very simple way. And I've read in the past letters to uh, letters, letters, annual letters written by uh, 
Um, Warren Buffett and it's the same you know it's very simple it's made very accessible and when you listen to those brilliant minds um, they're they're very clear when they express themselves and yeah. I think it's um, it's important when dealing with people to to make things um, accessible simple and and also an another idea I had from um, uh, Russell Westcott was we had one conversation once I was uh, uh, talking to him and he, he said, you know, it's very important to, um, to, to talk to people about your track record. You know, that's, that's what people will look at. And uh, that's what, you know, you prove your value and it's important to show your abilities and your skills by showing, you know, you take an example of a property you've bought, what you've done to it and how much you sold it for, or were you able to refinance it? Mm -hmm. So very simple uh, information you provide your investors with so that they see and you insist on the track record so that you can uh, you can show them uh, what you've done in the past and because you know the assumption is you can repeat it yeah no that's really um, a really good point to make it simple um, like off topic but Robert Kiyosaki you know his little purple book um, a lot of the ideas in there weren't even original but he made it so that it was a simple read and he yep. you know it, it, he made it so it was an understandable thing instead of talking really high level tactics like a lot of the real estate books do it was you know uh theory and how it worked and anyone can understand it <laughs> and and that that you know it changes everyone's mindset you can everyone's in like <laughs> that changed real estate like everyone was in because they understood how it worked and it was simple enough mm -hmm. strategies right yeah there's genius in it in being able to clearly describe something and there's also a lot of perspiration if you can't describe clearly what you're doing you haven't thought about it hard enough exactly you haven't worked hard enough to find the right nouns and the right verbs to describe it um you know i'll i'll discuss what we do and you know like ari said i'll bring along the binder and it shows this is what i bought it for it shows you know i've got this is what we bought it for this is what we financed for this is the whole structure this is the financial performance over this property over the since we've held it this is its current internal rate of return this is its roi this is our outstanding balance from bank account here's our loan to value ratio i bring all that with me i think my when i'm talking about an investment with people they'll give it a couple looks over there and I've, I think I've only had two people that say, can I see that? And they pad through it, you know, and I've highlighted key things. You should look at this. They're not looking at that. They're just looking at how much you buy that for 48 units. Huh? So much per suite. Yeah. I think part of it is just in preparation uh, that if you're willing to show up with, with the goods, uh, I think as Ari says, you show that demonstrate it, um, that you've got the goods. This is what we did. This is the address of the property. You want to Google, Google map it? Here it is right here. And it looks exactly like the pictures I'm showing you on my tablet. And you know, you can go Google. It's amazing. You can go back in time and see what it looked like in 2009 before we bought it. And you can see what it looks like last year when the little car with the camera drove by and see the improvements we made to it. It's tangible, documentable, um, you know, verifiable. Um, Preparation is huge. Ari's right. Um, bringing that stuff along. That reminds me that we, we always do that. I'm working on uh, a video presentation, like using something like Doodly. So I've got a license for Doodly. We've been playing with it, writing a short script and writing a 90 second to 120 second long. This is what we do. This is it. We buy a building, we fix it up, we refinance it based on its newer, higher value. 
then we continue to improve it. And eventually we sell it and recapture all that equity that we've worked on for seven or eight years. Real simple. There, that's the, that's the 12 second version of what we do. Now, in between, we deal with, uh, you know, tenants and fires and garbage and pets and noise and police calls for stolen bicycles and roof leaks and broken flashings and, you know, blocked down spouts and all the other stuff of property management. But the concept is clearly defined is relatively simple, reproducible. Um, and, you know, uh, that's what that's how I describe when I meet with people. I don't know if this is the path we were planning on going down, but I know that whenever I first started accepting uh, private money um, or, you know, anyway, joint ventures, private money, I was, it was more about the numbers. Like if I was going to pay for private money, it was do the numbers work for my deal. And I wasn't doing enough of, does this partner work for my marriage in real estate? Um, And a lot of times it was just like, I need the money to do this deal. And I would accept people that maybe I shouldn't have worked with, um, or I could have found partners that would be more of a better match. Right. You know, you can work with anybody, but there would have been some better things. And I think, uh, a lot of now is the, the initial conversations that I have with people and kind of, um, trying to judge urgency in their voice and, uh, their risk tolerance. And a Mm -hmm. lot of that stuff, you can grasp out of the conversation. You don't even have to ask questions about it, but you just talking to someone and the questions that they ask you about it, Mm -hmm. you'll understand like if things don't go to plan, how can, you know, can they afford this? Are they going to be the type of people that are going to call you every single day or the people who are just going to be like, just give me my check every month and we're cool. Right. So, (laughs) and, and some of those things you you don't realize it off the start because you're just so eager to build, but they they are important and they will, because otherwise afterwards, like we've had many shows where we're talking about like now dealing with these uh, people that take a lot of our time, right. And Mm -hmm. trying to uh, manage our time. And as you grow, it's going to be a lot of time things. And if you could get some of the right partners that aren't so time management right from the start, you don't even have the problem to deal with. No, that's worth going down this rabbit hole because I think it's important. Um, I have this little internal mechanism just to just to keep me on track that I want to be able to say no a couple of times. I want to make sure that this is the right fit. And you use the word marriage. I mean, you're going to be tied together in a property with the tax consequences and with moral obligations with another person for a period of this investment. And by moral obligations, I mean, not just the contractual ones to the bank, to insurance companies and to the tenants and leasing and the tenancy act, but also to care for people that live in your buildings and being put together with people that do not share your values is not a good recipe for business. It's, it's hard enough. If you're yoked up with someone who's doesn't share your values, it's, it's a trial. And if you tell them it's going to be two years before you're going to see a check and they're phoning you at 12 months, and reinterpreting the deal or anxious or just meddlesome, it is a trial. You're now managing their expectations and not the property. And I make it clear, I wanna spend my time on managing the property. And when we talked about what you wanted out of this investment, I'm working towards that. Um, That was our agreement. I didn't agree to speed up the process, do a crappy job and, you know, uh, shorten the timelines, what it takes to do this. I'm a pro. I've been doing this for 20 years. I get the results I get because I do what I do. 
if you want to change that, maybe you are in the wrong thing and wrong investment. And maybe, and I want the opportunity to be able to say no. There's a couple of people that have tried to get me to convince their spouse. <laughs> you know, that's a dis- that's a disaster. I don't want to be part of that. No. I don't want to be, first, I don't want that in my life. And I don't want to be an agent of that in someone else's marriage. That's awful. Um, and there's been some younger people that say, hey, you know, uh, my girlfriend, I got $30,000. You think we could put it with you? My, my dad or my uncle said that uh, you're really good. And went, well, no, actually, you should be investing in you right now. Your $30,000 is not going to make a change in your life, you know, at, at uh, 5% or 17% two years from now. What you should be doing is paying off your school debt or getting an education or establishing your marriage and your primary partnership for life or whatever that looks like investing in you right now, not in my projects. So I've said no to a lot of young people. I've said no to a handful of older single people that have one bullet in the chamber. That's it. And they come to you and going, I don't have anything else, but I've got this. I inherited this, or I sold my home and I'm thinking of renting and giving you the money so I can buy a new home. And I go, uh, no, this is a bad fit. This is part of a comprehensive financial plan. That's where I should fit as part of a comprehensive financial plan, not as your last shot at redemption. That's it's too much. So yeah, I want the option to say no. And you're right. Yoking up with the wrong partners is a disaster. Yeah. And it's important to realize, you know, it's a, it's also a question of perspective and mindset, you know, because we, we have opportunities, you know, we, 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 you know, we, we are deal finders and uh, we set those deals up so that they generate income. So we have, we have something to offer and it's not, you know, we shouldn't set ourselves short and, um, and go with the first person. Don't, yeah, don't go with the first person that comes your way just because uh, they have the funds available. And it's very important to be, to be picky because these are relationships. And sometimes, you know, especially around money, you know, people can be, uh, can have uh, uh, unexpected behavior. So it's, it's important to screen them like you would screen a tenant, for example. Yeah. And do your best to put everything in paper. Because <laughs> yes. I, I like to have a lot of conversations with uh, partners, especially if some things have changed. And I'm, I'm open. I'm always a flexible guy. And mm-hmm. you're like, oh, well, hey, maybe I'll pay you, um, you know, some of the some of your money back, right? Like we have, we're waiting for a refi, and I'll pay you back a chunk of it. Uh, and then there's discussion later: is was that interest? Was that principal? Like, you know, you know, just get be detailed, be de- mm-hmm. as detailed as you can with everything, um, and especially when you when you know plans change and sometimes you're just trying to accommodate these people they've gave you their life savings and um like sometimes like yeah our bank account has a pile of money and we really don't need it um so i could give you some of this back to help you out Mm -hmm. right and that's where it gets into you make sure you define each piece of paper each transaction (laughs) so there's never a confusion about it later yeah it's good to involve the lawyer and uh that uh, everything is uh nice and uh thought thought through yeah, you're you're dealing with other people's money, and that's it. You have a uh, both a fiduciary duty uh, and a duty of care. Just doing, you know, there's both the legal part of that and the being a good human part of it. A duty of care to look after someone else's investment. Um, to be slipshod, shabby, unclear, undocumented is just. I'm overstating it, saying it's criminal, but that's a jerk move. You just can't do that. And you know, those folks you just wish would wash out of the industry and go somewhere else because uh, you know, this is usually people's biggest investment, their home 
and what they might do here. It's, it's a significant um, number. And if you mess that up for people, um, and, and people just don't even back. remember. They don't even remember what the actual agreement was. Sometimes you have mm-hmm. to pull out the agreement um, because, like you said, with the one person, it was there was not going to be a capital uh, distribution until two, year two. But after twelve months, they're calling you, and mm-hmm. just sometimes they forgot. Sometimes they misremember, <laughs> uh, and so you you know it, you need paperwork yeah. to back it up because you know it, you know exactly exactly that. Yeah, <laughs> and you, you know be professional. Exactly. Yep. And then you just know with any financial uh, deal, it's subject to risk, idiomatic risk, you know, and specific risk and just generalized. Did anyone see a global pandemic happening? No. So it's going to make an, it's going to have an effect. Um, So communicating clearly, consistently um, expectations and, you know, clear, um, make it clear that this is conditional. This is what we're going to do. These are our expectations. They will be confirmed by accountants and lawyers and by the bank account. But, you know, some things can change. Um, it, there is risk in investment and having those conversations up front and making sure it's clear so you don't have to have it two years late in to an angry person is, is just prudent. It's, it's good practice. Yeah, I think it's very key what you say, you know, the, the key term here is uh, expectations, you know, manage expectations and um, yeah, and, and write them down so that to make sure that uh, you have a document to refer to. Great. You know, we really didn't get to how we raise money and where we raise money and how we raise people to raise money and lists. We should do another show on that because people are I'm sure are going, hey, that's fine, but where do you get the money? The, the butt wares. So we should cover the butt wares. Where do you get the money? Um, we should do that maybe next week or the week after, but I think we run out of time, haven't we? Yep. I know. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Because that's critical. Thank you. Well, thank you everybody for tuning in. Thank you, Darcy. Thank you, Glenn. Oh, and uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. As usual, feel free to um, send us an email if you wish to ask a question and see your question answered. We mm. anticipated your question today. We know you want to know how to raise <laughs> money, so we'll discuss it next week. So, and the email address is advanced reitalk at gmail.com. Advanced reitalk at gmail.com. Exchanging with you and answering your question. Thank you for tuning in, and we will see you next week. All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs>